You want to catch this lightning in a bottle? Yes. But seriously, you know, I do. When I moved out here, I was a liberal, right? Like I was a liberal in the Northeast, Massachusetts, the most notorious liberal place on earth. Everybody says how racist Massachusetts yes. is. Always votes Democrat. But I moved out here and it made me more centrist and more like, because, you know, fuck Joe Biden. First off, he sucks. He's the worst president of my lifetime. Okay. Why? Just look at the way, just look at the, the quality of living. You know what I mean? And sure, progress is going to bring hiccups and problems in the world. And like, you know, with the budding of the, you know, tech evolution and Bitcoin and everything, I just feel like we're too chaotic. And Joe Biden, no one really follows that guy. You know, say what you want about Donald Trump, probably a complete piece of shit. I'm sure if we could get a view in of Donald Trump's like hotel rooms over the years, he would be fucked. You know what I'm saying? But at least he could lead. And at least he was a strong, and that's all I'm saying. And I feel like, you know, Joe Biden, I can't, I want to get behind this guy. Hate his guts, hate his guts. And all those vote blue, no matter who, are you really that smart? Liberals that always talk about how, how, you know, the, the left is the smarter, more educated. Well, then why are you voting blue, no matter who? You know what I mean? If we we're going to have an uh, an old man in office, at least have Bernie. Yes. So that's probably the most uh, salacious thing I'll say is fuck Joe Biden. So, but you said that if you want to have an old man in the office, uh, at least have Bernie. Yeah. It, you know, and I think he's like a more like, look at, I just don't think Joe Biden is uh, like, if you're going to vote liberal, vote for an actual liberal. because Joe Thank Biden you. is not really a, a, a true Democrat. Yes. You know what I mean? He's not really. And let's be honest, Donald Trump wasn't a fucking Republican until he got rich. You know, if you look back, you know, so the vote, really the anger comes from the vote blue, no matter who people. Do you want the headphones? Yes. And I'm a sound guy at Jam in the Van. So I know it's a thankless job. You're, you're really in charge of so much uh, shit as the sound person. What's a gym in the van? Jam in the Van is this really great venue in Culver City, and they do live music and they do live comedy, and they also have this like RV van that drives around the country playing music. Oh, Jam in the Van. Jam in the Van. <laughs> I heard that. They, I thought it was Jam in the Van. Jim. <laughs> hey, Jim. It's actually just Jim Belushi from According to Jim. Jim in the Van. Hey, what's up, guys? This is G Jim Belushi. I'm in a van. Yeah. That should be a name of a band. Jim in the van. Jim in yeah. the van. Um, this cold brew shouts out. I don't know if this will, it will never see the light of day, but shouts out to coffee bean and tea leaf because I think they put black tar heroin in their cold brew. It's a three and four. Three, three, three. And you're four. Three, three, three. Oh, I didn't even realize that I had these yet. It's that cold, bro. So you're number four. That's for your listening. Number four. <clears throat> but you were still talking about Biden and Trump. That, that if, if you want... Yeah. Well, I, I think I have a healthy distrust for everyone in power. Yeah. I think I w am a libertarian, but was shamed out of it at a certain point. Because they tried to act like libertarians were all, you know, crazy fake right-wingers or whatever. You know, like... 
They, they they painted the Libertarian Party as crazy. Sorry, I need to actually interrupt you. Your name is Tom Whalen. 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 If someone's listening, thank Tom you for being on this podcast. Tom Whalen. Tom Whalen. Yes. So please continue. Tom Whalen. No, I was just going to see how many times we can say my name. Uh, you know, and the thing is, is that like if Joe Biden. Yeah, it's just if we're going to talk about it, it's just basically I don't think Joe Biden's a good leader. I don't think he's doing anything. I think he's just doing what whoever's behind him is doing. And it doesn't seem to be working, does it, Mishka? Like gas prices, economy, housing, you know, like it seems like things were better three years ago and obviously the pandemic and everything. But I just don't think he's a good leader. I don't think Democrats did the right thing by nominating him. I would have voted Democrat on anybody else, probably, except Joe Biden. Pete Buttigieg. We need a gay guy, I think. We need a gay guy in office. I feel like that's the only way to really make the next step as America. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How Pete about Tulsi Gabbard? I don't know much about Tulsi. Me neither. Yeah. I she don't, seems. Is she a lesbian? I, I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. We don't know. But what I'm saying is Joe Biden wasn't a move forward. Do you understand? Yes, like, yes, I can see that. Donald Trump, I get it. He's a piece of shit. Everybody thinks, you know, fucking fuck Donald Trump. Sure. Agreed on a lot of those, you know, but at least he led. And yeah. at least he was like moving things, I think, a little forward. And I, I hate to say that because I didn't support him, but I think Joe Biden's just a fucking wet towel. What was the second best option in Democrats? I guess Bernie. Bernie. But they treated Bernie like he wasn't a Democrat. You know what I mean? He ran. Yeah. What did he run as? Did he run Libertarian? I don't remember. He ran as a different party. But, you know, in any case, I just, it, it annoys me. We all talk about how much we hate the two-party system because we know it doesn't work. And we know that there's gray areas and outliers. And... You know, people just vote because because they say, hey, I'm a Democrat. They go, you're my guy. You Would know? you like to change the system? I don't know enough to be able to tell you how to make the economy better. Yeah. <laughs> or I, I was thinking to, about the two-party well, system. I would say, oh, um, so just have equal representation on on multiple, like have 10 to 20 different parties. Bring yeah. back the Federalist Party. What? That's what founded America. The Federalist Party founded America. I'm sure you'd get a bunch of wackadoos joining it. That's the problem. As soon as anything gets organized, it gets poisoned, right? Like, all I'm saying is, I think we're going to go the same direction no matter who's in office, but Joe Biden makes me sick <sighs> to my stomach, Mishka. It makes me sick to my stomach. And and Donald Trump did too. I would yell at my parents because they're <laughs> conservative. I'd be like, why the fuck? But it, I'm going to be unhappy no matter what. But you see, it seems like that you were even happier with Donald Trump, that you were happier. With My that. life was happier. I was collecting more unemployment when he was in office. Yes. But the problem is that doesn't mean he was a better president. That just means he fucked up Joe Biden's chances, I think. by. But in any case, it doesn't matter. The only time I've been happy was probably when Clinton was in office. How was that time? Because I was in Finland. I was six years old. Yes. And there were no worries in the world. And so, you know, Clinton and and Bush were like, you know, it was just a different world. Yeah. You know? Because part of me is that 
since I've been here for like seven years. The now. last good president yes. of the United States was John F. Kennedy. I just want to say that. That's that's a long time ago. That's how I feel. Yeah, because in many ways, I'm just happy to be in the country. Yeah, no, yeah. And, and you should be happy. And, yeah. and and I don't think you should speak out because I'm sure you love the American dream that you're living. And, you know, I just think that there's still problems. I love America, Mishka. Yeah. I love America. I think America is the dopest place on earth. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna, uh, my name is Miska. Miska, with sorry. Regular I don't mind, but uh, just to be kind Miska, to you. So I, you. I, I apologize. No, I've known I you for so many years and it's. But I haven't never corrected it. Because I don't care. But I was just thinking that if this is a one all hour of podcast. The, all of your viewers are going to go, what the fuck is this idiot anti-Biden Tom <clears throat> Whalen? And this is all new. I yes. didn't hate Joe Biden prior to like six months, five months ago. Oh, really? Yeah. And he was always a weirdo. Let's be real. He's pretty old. It's not just the age. It's the smelling of kids. And that was always weird to me. I yeah, mean, is that true? It's, I mean, there's video evidence of him doing weirdly, like if Joe Biden did any of those things to my daughter, yes, I would be pissed. Okay. That, that doesn't sound good. Yeah. It's like just weirdly, like you don't touch kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like if you're an adult politician, you don't like sm go up and smell and whisper in a little girl's ear. No, you don't have to do that. Yeah. You don't have to do that. And you said that you were happy five, six months ago. I mean, I think I'm happy now, but I'm just not happy with I, the president. I, I, I went happy with him. I was open-minded. Yeah. I was open-minded, but what has gotten better? Everybody was like, oh, kids in cages. We got to, where those kids are still in cages, my dude. Yeah. There are no cages being, you know, rectified. Okay. What was some other, th I mean, there's just so much stuff that Biden and Biden supporters were promising that never happened. Yeah. And, how do you think about the universal healthcare? Well, I mean, I'm on me fucking Medi-Cal. How is it? Sucks. It's the worst. Yeah, please tell me how it works. I'm not sure. So with Medi-Cal, they'll assign you a basically what's like a community clinic. Yeah. Right? Like somewhere where like either if you're on the east side, they have one on the east side, they have one in the valley, they have one in Hollywood, they have yeah. one in Santa Monica, you know. And you have to like, they assign you a primary care physician and you have to like book an appointment four months in advance, you know, out because the doctors that receive except Medi-Cal get inundated and they don't get paid as well. Okay. So they don't want to work. Like if you have Medi-Cal, they don't really want you, but they have to take you. Okay. So it's a pain in the ass going to the doctor. They don't give you anything you really need. You know, they'll, they don't really like, I feel like they just give you antibiotics and send you on your way. It's just not great healthcare. Is it free? It's free to a certain extent. I mean, we pay taxes. Yeah. So the amount of taxes that we pay, I mean, I would hope. Yes. But you don't need to pay when you go to a doctor. Sometimes there are copays. I mean, if you need something really bad, like if I had to, if I got like hit by a car yes, and I had to take an ambulance to the hospital, they would charge me like, you know, 600, 700 bucks. And how do you get on Medi-Cal? Med okay. Medicare, which one? Medi-Cal. Yeah. So, which is just state-funded healthcare. Yeah. And I think every state has their own. But to get on Medi-Cal, you just call, um, you know, the social services office and you say like, hey, I'm, you know, either self-employed or unemployed. Yeah. Or you can also call Covered California, which is, yes. uh, or go to CoveredCalifornia.com. Yeah. And, you know. I buy my insurance from there. And what's healthcare like back home? 
well, it's supposed to be free. So it's at, it's not free anymore, but generally it's universal healthcare. Everyone gets to go to the doctor for free. Now they have added some costs. There's some small pays, but generally it's universal healthcare. So let's say like yeah. you have like a mole. Yes. But like you don't need to have it removed. Yeah. It's not cancerous, but you just want to get rid of it. Yeah. What do they charge you? Uh, my guess would be 50 bucks. Okay. Not hundreds for sure. Yeah. Or if you had to get an ambulance, yes, you get hit by a car. I, I've never heard that they charge for ambulance. I might be wrong, but I've never heard. So it's a really tough situation because if you get injured yes. and an ambulance comes, they say, do you want to go to the hospital? Sometimes they say you need to go to the hospital. Yes. And then, but you're still responsible to pay for that ambulance and the EMTs and the check-in and all that stuff. You know, like, I mean, I'm sure you know, the actual ER is probably like a $75 copay. Yeah. But the ambulance you have to pay for because it's elective. Okay. So it's like at least a thousand. What do you think? I would say like 500 bucks is probably what you yeah. can maybe. F they will let you finagle. By the way, anybody who's listening to this, if you get into a situation where there are, um, what's the word? Advocates. There are like um, patient advocates at every hospital that you can like go like, hey, look, I have no money. And they might be able to like get you on a payment plan or, or move you down and like, you know, whatever. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. So there's patient advocates at every hospital. And like, if you don't feel like you're getting proper care, if you don't feel like you're getting prescribed the right stuff, you can say something. That's the other thing. Not all doctors are, are right. Like I hear stories all the time of someone who went and got a, a an x-ray and they were like, oh yeah, that's nothing. And then it was lung cancer three, yeah. three months later, you know? listen to yourself and like ask questions. If it's about your own health, you got to like look out for yourself. Yeah. You know, uh, have you not gone to a doctor for financial reasons? For sure. Without a please, doubt. Please tell me. Well, you know, I just haven't gone to the doctor other than, um, I thought I was having a heart attack a couple weeks after getting my vaccine. Yeah, I did. I, I went to the ER cause I was having like very strong chest pain. I couldn't even like lift my arm. Yeah. It was really bad. I did go that time, but there have been so many times. I mean, like you see that cut on my finger right there. Yes. It's healing up now. It's deep. That was a very deep cut when, when it wasn't healed. And because I was like, well, fuck. I don't know if they'll cover, you know, cause you might get a bill that you didn't think you'd get. You yeah. Know? Afterwards. Yeah. For something that you had no idea that wasn't covered, you know, <sighs> how would you like it to be? I think if we actually made, I don't know. It's hard because doctors need to get paid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like doctors really do need, I, I don't know. I'm not smart enough. To, to, to solve the problem. Well, well uh, yeah, maybe this is not the perfect solution, but how would you like it to be? Would you like to be able to go to the doctor if you just pay your taxes? Yeah, I think, and now, especially with like on-call doctors and everything. Yeah. You know, um, but if you pay your taxes, maybe there should be like a certain percent, 1% that goes to medical. Everybody donates to the medical. Yes. And then the medical of the world. And you should be happy. Don't you should be happy that some of your income is going to help people. Yes. You know, so maybe there should be X amount, you know, that is, that is promised to healthcare. But like I said, and then it would be free. You'd hope, right? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, that sounds great to me. Uh, think about it though. Yeah. Lyska. If, if there 
you got to pay the uh, reception at the yeah. at the hospital. You got to pay the nurses. You got to pay the doctors. The building. You got to the rent on. I mean, I'm sure it's crazy to own a hospital. The electricity. <laughs> yes. The electricity in the hospital alone is tens of thousands of dollars. I'm sure. Yes. Monthly, you know. All the machines. You know, you got to pay the the administrators. You got to pay the advocate. You got to pay the priest. You know, you get there's a priest at every hospital or, or, or a pastor, you know, yeah. like a deacon there. I mean, at least I think some hospitals have that. Maybe no, but you got to pay everybody. Right. Yeah. So if healthcare is free, it's just not going to work. So maybe the billionaires, I mean, I don't know, maybe billionaires have like a, a tax. If you're over a billion dollars, yeah, ex you got to pay 2 million, 3 million, whatever towards healthcare in whatever state you live. Yeah. In. I don't know. I don't know, but it should be better, but it probably can't be better. I think it can be because it's different in various countries. Yeah. I think we do have smart people running the country. I think we're too obsessed with fighting with each other. I think there's way too much thought about being a Republican or being a Democrat rather than being a human. And I think we, you know, if we focus this time and energy on yelling at each other about why we're wrong and instead really came together, but there's no way to do that with the way everything is set up. Everybody's just lobbying for votes. You're just saying what you want people to hear so you can get into office and then do whatever you want to do. Do you, do you think it was ever honest in your lifetime? Not in my lifetime. I feel like JFK was maybe the last honest election because if you think about it, Lyndon Johnson took over for him because he was the vice president. Then Nixon got in. Nixon was fucking, you know, Watergate. That was all a fix. And then Ray, um, who was after Nixon? Maybe Jimmy Carter. Maybe he was... I think after I, I'm probably sure. messing this up. Nonetheless, then Reagan got into office and we all know Reagan was just like, you know, I wasn't alive, but I've heard nothing but terrible things, you know, and he kind of changed the world. And then there was that huge, um, uh, like the junk bond bonds crash in the eighties that made okay. a bunch of people go broke. And then Clinton had the, the sexual stuff and like, who knows the Clinton family are a bunch of weirdos. So like, who knows what was really going on there? And then Bush, the whole nine 11, we just haven't been clean since, since fucking JFK. Yeah. It's been shenanigans since JFK. So what can we do? Move to a different country. I want to get so rich that I can own a parcel of land and make a new country. Where? I don't know. It'd have to be, I would probably be off like Nova Scotia. Okay. It's pretty cold. Yeah, but I'm from Boston. It's not that much colder than Boston. Okay, so you I, like it. Yeah, you know, but all I'm saying is that's obviously a pipe dream and it will probably never happen. But what I'm saying is it's just so corrupt now. I just feel like everything is so corrupt. Yeah, I, I feel sad about the hopelessness, what you're saying, that you don't even see how to solve this. I, I don't might either. just move to Germany or something. I don't know. What's a good country to move to? Is Finland good? Finland is great if you don't mind the weather. It gets a bit cold. How cold? Alaska. Okay. Okay. <laughs> How cold? Alaska. Gotcha. Okay. I'm, I understand. So you have long, beautiful, light summers. How high does it get during the summer? Does it get into the eighties? Uh, yeah, it, it can get like here, okay. but only for a few days. Yes. But you have three nice summer months. You can so go swimming. In Boston, where I'm yeah. from, we would have, you know, we'd get like, you know, seven feet of snow a winter, which yeah. is a lot of snow. Yes. And you know, <laughs> seven, yeah. seven okay. feet, you know, over the course of it's like three inches here, a foot here, yeah. you know, whatever. And like basically like a foot a week from January into February. Type yeah. Thing. You know, so I'm kind of used to cold, but 
I am hopeless about this. And I don't talk about politics. This will be the first podcast ever that I talk about my political views. Well, many Finnish people listen to this. That's great. And please, Finland, I love you. And I think you probably have such a better quality of living to where to America, even though America is great, I think at least LA quality of living can be tough for people. The, the rent is so high and the food is so expensive and the cars, you know, like the insurance is insane. People don't get it. Like you get, you pay three times your insurance to live in LA. Car insurance. Car insurance. Yeah, I don't know. I've only paid in California. There's just so many accidents in LA. Like insurers yeah. are so, it's so tough. But yeah, Finland. What up, my dudes and ladies? <laughs> Any beautiful Finnish girls? All of them. Oh, they're all beautiful. I mean, yes. that's the other thing. Like, you know, I want to be a novelty. I want to go somewhere where they're like, he's an American. I want to fuck him. <laughs> yeah, that, know, that's like, going to happen. Yes, you just go. Exactly. Okay, you'll go there when I'm, yeah. we'll book you some shows. We'll get something going. You performed at LA Finnish Center. Yes, I did. And that was, I remember that was still one of my favorite shows and you paid me. Yes. And that's a big shout out because it's not every person pays. Oh, nice. You yeah. Know? Sometimes you do a show and you walk out with like a, a LaCroix, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, Finnish people are awesome. It was so cool. You did part of your set in Finnish and then you did, um, and then you did part in English. It was awesome. Yeah. Do yeah. you know Ismo? Yes, I know Ismo. I actually uh, saw him at a barbecue and I dropped your name. I said, you know Miska? And I probably said Mishka because yes. I thought that was the correct pronunciation. I but really you also don't, didn't yeah. know how to say my last name. So it's equal. Yes. You know, Tom's easy. Yes. But um, yeah, great guy. Super cool. Very um, easy to talk to. Is he yeah. like the biggest comic in Finland? Yes. He's on top three, one of the top three, but he's biggest in a way that he's the first, only one who has gone abroad and become successful. He's kind of like the Ricky Gervais of Finland. Yes. Where he transcended or like Jim Jeffries, where he started in one country and then kind of took over another. Yes. Yeah. And now he's in Finland touring. I think he has done like arenas and stuff in Finland. It doesn't get any bigger, bigger than what he is. In and I'm sure Finnish people love to go see someone that is from Finland. Yeah. But take, you know, like, moving outward yes you they know do. it's like a hometown spirit yeah like, i loved seeing conor mcgregor win because i'm irish oh yes you're born in america born right? in america yes. grandmother born in our great-grandmother born in ireland nice yeah. so, so that's actually an interesting question because many people say that they're irish so what's your connection to ireland and it uh, seems strong it's very strong i have a i have a three-leaf clover which is there are no four-leaf clover is bullshit it's all three-leaf clovers if you're really i just come from um william the conqueror we did my lineage my okay. aunt did all of our like bloodline and everything and do you want to tell me also who william the conqueror is so william the conqueror was i believe a he was um i don't know what country but i do know it was the um what is it called like norway and and scandinavian, scandinavian. Yeah. so he was like french scandinavian if I'm correct. And he went to England and kind of conquered the pagans because pa Ireland was run by pagans. Okay. And, uh, kind of took over and, and inserted religion into, uh, Ireland and, um, fucked a bunch of women and he had Royal bloodline. You know, yes. he was, he was a great, great conqueror, great King. Oh, is that why Irish people are so light, light skinned? Probably because they, from Scandinavia. it's Scandinavian. Yeah. And, 
you know, I'm like black Irish, but I think it's because the Franks also, I think he might've been French, but then conquered Scandinavian yes. places. And then I don't know for sure. Yeah. You so know, anyway, that's, they're yeah. going to, people are going to fact check this and destroy me, but I don't care. Okay. Cause yeah. I just like to fucking. That's great. You tell how it is. Yeah. Um, we so you come from his bloodline. Yes. And also Robert the Bruce, who, okay. if you've seen Braveheart, have you seen Braveheart? No, I know it, but I have not. So he was a character in Braveheart. He kind of, at one point is a little disgraced, but he was a great Scottish king. So I'm Irish and Scottish, but they're kind of all the same. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just really feel my, feel my heritage. And yeah. I think honestly white people a lot of times lose their culture and where they come from yeah. because we're all grouped into being white and you know that's fine because i do get that there are you know definitely it's easy to like lump us all together but you know remember like the thing about being irish is i don't have that like slave trader guilt yeah i don't have that like slave owner guilt because we came from ireland where we were slaves for the british okay and there was a time where the british would you know, go to a, a farm and take 90% of what they created and leave them for 10%. In Britain. In, in, or in even Ireland. Here. In, in Ireland. Ireland, yes. And there was a, something called Prima Nocta that they did to Irish and Scottish and Welsh people, which was when they got married, the uh, English, whoever, you know, the, the uh, leader of that area, I'm not sure if it would be like a duke or whatever, he would get to have sex with this guy's wife on the night they married. That's not nice. It's not nice because what they were trying to do is get rid of the Irish bloodline oh, wow. and bring yeah. in English blood. So th they were tyrannical and disgusting. And so, and we moved here, my family moved here in the early 1900s. So we were not around. So I have a lot of, I love being Irish. You know what I mean? I love where I come from. And that's just that. What is it to you being Irish? To me being Irish, there's, I believe, a magic to the Irish that we were all pagans. And I know that sounds crazy, but I mean, you know, there's like Irish Catholic people believe in a, in a magic almost in, a, in the world. And they say the luck of the Irish, right? Yes. There is, I feel like a magic, a little bit of magic. Yeah. You and know? there's something rebellious in Irish people. Yes. Rebellious, um, you know, because we were, we were you know, kind of held down for so long. You know, you look at Conor yeah. McGregor. That's that's the spirit of Ireland, fighting Irish. Yeah. And that's what I love. And he's also really charismatic. Sure. Like he, he knows how it and is. And don't forget how much he helps Ireland. I, I don't know about that. He has done so much for Ireland. And, you know, maybe I wasn't born in Ireland, but I can still, you know, your blood, we go back a long time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And- I just feel that. I feel being Irish. Do you feel that you're definitely not British English? No. So there's... Zero British. We've done my blood. Yes. We've done the... Um, uh, just mentally, that do you have a... Are you happy not being English? I'm not, like, I'm not like anti-English. Yes. Um, I'm anti the, the stuff that the British did to Irish, Scottish, and Welsh people, for yes. sure. But none of those people are around anymore. Yeah. There's no Longshanks. You know what I mean? Longshanks is out. I don't know what that is. Longshanks was one of the tyrannical kings of England that would, that would you know, put this kind of stuff yeah. on Irish people. So, you know, I just, I'm not anti-British at all, 
but I am very proud to be Irish and I'm proud of the struggles that the Irish people went through and were able to go through yeah. to make it to America. And then, you know, what do you think New York, who do you think New York was built by? I guess Irish and Italians. Yes, Irish and Italians, because they were kind of the, the second class citizens. Yeah. They were, that's why they were always cops too. Because no one really wanted to be a cop. Yeah. But the Irish were like, wait a second, I get a pension? You look like a cop. I get and booked I as you a playing cop, cop all the time. Yes. Yeah. I get a lot of cop roles. Yes. And it's a part of my mentality, you know, like I have that like kind of like... I don't know, just cop, cop feel. And you're tough because I saw maybe a year ago, I saw your, a piece of your stand-up comedy where someone was launching on the stage, but you went, can you tell how it happened? But you were pretty aggressive. I was, I was even scared. I, so my dad always taught me like, never let someone punch you. Okay. Okay. It gets better to get in trouble for punching someone than getting knocked out. Yes, and that's he, what happened. You went. He approached me, so yeah. I was doing stand up, and about five minutes in, he started in LA. Me. Yeah, yeah. And I said he looked like Spawn when he comes back from the dead. Okay, it's just a roast joke. He was wearing a hoodie zipped up, and I was just yeah. like, "Give it up for Spawn when he comes." Right, he hated that. So he starts heckling me and saying I'm not funny, and I'm just like shrugging it off. And he starts saying like, "Let's go outside." And when someone says "Let's go outside," you yes. know that this person has ill will for you, right? Yes. This person isn't just trying to have a fun time. Yeah this person has your destruction in mind well how did it start you just said the spawn joke i said the spawn joke you said that he looks like that yeah you yeah. look like spawn yeah whatever yeah who cares that's yeah. like a pretty not a bad joke yes could be way worse um reminiscent to will smith and chris rock yes chris rock's joke wasn't that bad yeah but anger does crazy things to people yeah i have anger problems i know all about it at this particular moment in time, he was the one that was angry and I was passive. But when he said, let's go outside, I'll fuck you up. And you were still on stage. I'm still on stage. Yeah. And I go, uh, I can't even remember his name. Holy fuck. What the fuck? I can't even. Yes. I go like, if you think I'm scared of you, bro, you are dead wrong. Okay. And that's when I was just like, do it. And I kind of drew a line in my head. Because you don't want to let anybody into about four feet. Okay. You have like three to four feet in front of you that you're constantly safe. Okay. You seem to know how this works. Well, I, I've trained, I was a judo black belt. I trained for a really long time. Oh, I mean, judo too. Judo is a uh, yeah. beautiful sport. Yeah. Um, you can see in that video, I try to get him with a little Ogoshi on there. I just remember the punch because it was so Yeah, impressive. it was actually kind of like Koshi Garuma. I like started with Koshi Garuma, then I tried to get Ogoshi and then anyways. Okay, so you were you were not trying to punch him. No, I did punch him. Okay. So yes. he so I drew the line in my head. Yes. I said if this guy walks past this line, I'm decking him. Yeah. So I got the the mic in my right hand. I go, I go, do something. And you know, maybe I shouldn't have said do something, but also fucking do something. If yeah. you're gonna be yelling at me. Let's make it happen. So he crossed the line. I hit him with a nice little overhand right. You know, like got him kind of straight right on the like forehead. I kind of jostled him. And then I went to hip throw him. And someone grabbed his back. And at that point, I'm in fight mode. So I start hitting him with some uppercuts. And I throw in some knees in and everything. And then it gets broken up. Now, what you don't see in the video. Yeah, that sounds really terrible. And you like should hitting post someone. this. If, if, I, I don't support that. Um... I don't support hitting someone that's not 
aggressively attacking you. Okay. Well, yeah. So I would never hit somebody for yeah. no reason. I am a lover. You, yes. I mean, right? Like every time you see me, it's usually happy, lovey stuff. Yeah. Right? That's why I was so shook by the video. Yeah. But that's the Irish in me. Yeah. You know, and he was approaching you with the intent. And that to was when attack. I was drinking as well. Okay. Oh, you don't, are, drink, you don't anymore. drink. I don't oh. drink anymore. Yeah. So that's very anti-Irish. You know, people always say, and that's the thing is, I think Irish people are just susceptible to addiction for whatever reason. Yeah. Years of oppression. Who knows? So he was there on the ground, and then he. Well, yeah, no, 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 no. It got broken up. Yeah. Then my friend Ashley, who had come to the show, she, I see her leaving. Right, and she's like leaving. So I kind of like run after her, and she's like going down the the sidewalk away and i'm like ashley i'm sorry all of a sudden i hear like tom like in the distance i hear yeah. someone like alert me yes and i just have just enough time to turn and he catches me on the side of the head with a sucker punch yes i had no idea he was coming so he catches me on the side of the head luckily it glances yeah. off you know maybe sweat or whatever glances off And then I go to town on this guy and I split his ear and he was bleeding down his ear. I mean, I'm not saying that this is right. You wanted to hear the story. Mr. Yeah, I, I want it. I, I, I wanted to hear it. I didn't bring it up. I'm yeah. not proud of it necessarily, yeah. but I think I needed to do what I needed to do. And in yeah. that particular scenario, it was a shame. How did it end? Uh, me choking him. But then I got pulled off and, you know, he, he, um, we went our separate ways. No, actually about five minutes after we were all smoking a blunt in With a circle. Him. Yeah. Okay. So it ended all wells that ends. Well, I'm not a bad winner. And like, it was clear that in that scenario, I had won that interaction, but I didn't, I just chilled with him after, but he, he's not a good guy. He's like messaged, um, jobs that I've had and, and told them that I was like a piece of shit and like, racist homophobic all this kind of stuff and like my employers would send me the message and be like who is this guy and i have to just be like oh it's this guy that like fucking basically attacked me on stage and i beat him up you wanted to hear it uh, yeah well, I, i'm happy that you told me i'm a loving guy yeah i but don't ever <clears throat> and, and and i will love with everything inside of yeah. me until you make me feel um like i'm unsafe okay Because to me, the best way to protect yourself is to neutralize the situation quick. Yeah. Have and you been in fights? Many I've been fights. in a lot of fights and I haven't won them all. I win most of them because I know a little bit about something, yeah. but I've gotten knocked out and I've gotten slammed and it's not fun. And anybody watching this, don't fight. Be a pacifist because it will make you avoid so much drama and everything. But you know, it's a part of me. And I feel like, you know, it's, I feel like it's a good part of me, but it's, hasn't always done good things. Yeah. Because I feel that you have that kind of fire or spark, yes. which I saw in that video because he was approaching you and you, you went for it. Yes. And I've never struck anybody that wasn't in the process of trying to hurt me. Yeah. Because that's just, I feel like how you have to be, you know, I don't want to be that guy in the video that that gets sucker punched and knocked out because he didn't want to throw the first punch. Like I'm going to, I'm going to try to take care of it before it yeah. becomes a problem. But judo black belt. Yes. Because I have, well, I have green belt now. Okay. I have blue belt in Finland, but I sure transferred it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was in judo practice yeah, last, so, yeah, last night. Really? So where do you train? So hotel. 
Okay. Yes, because right. we moved to that area. I don't have my gi anymore. So what happened is I had so many torn meniscuses. Yes. So you know how much rotating and turning you do on your on your back. What's leg. meniscus? Meniscus is the padding in between your femur and your tibia. Right under your knee. You're really good with the names. With those I've had so many surgeries, Miska. What is femur and tibia? The femur is the bone that goes from your hip to your kneecap. Yeah. And then your tibia fibia are the two bones that make up your shin. Okay. Got it. And so when when you lose your meniscus, those bones rub together and yeah. they lock up with your kneecap, aka patella. Yeah. And they um yeah, my knee would lock up all the time. So I would so I was trying to train judo. I had like a botched surgery. My first surgery, I didn't rehab well. My second yeah. surgery was botched. I ended up having a bottleneck tear, but I kept trying to do judo. And I ended up ruining my knee. I had to get a cadaver meniscus. So I have a dead person's meniscus in my right knee. Wow. And they had to also put a metal um, wedge into my femur because my femur had bent. Yeah. It had like warped. So they had to cut it in half and put... Um, a wedge in. So yeah. I, have, uh, I have a wedge in my knee. I have a big titanium thing and a dead person's meniscus. So with that being said, judo is kind of out of the picture now. Okay. Because I don't want to ruin this knee because at this point, I don't want to be in a wheelchair when I'm 50 years old. Yeah. I need to keep this meniscus happy and healthy. Yeah. I'll still, I want to get back into jujitsu. Um, because jujitsu for me is very low impact on the knee. As long as your training partner respects you, you know, what's the main difference for you? Because I've never taken classes and I've been, well, the biggest, the biggest difference is the goal. The goal yeah. of jujitsu is to, I mean, the, the primary goal is to get away, right. To sweep, yeah. to be able to get out from under someone. Right. Yes. It's mainly ground, but that's grappling. Japanese jujitsu. Right. And then Brazilian yeah. jujitsu yeah. is yes. All on the ground. Brazilian jiu-jitsu is a little bit more tack based. So you're trying to choke the guy using his clothing, yeah. using, you know, so it's more about chokes, locks, mostly arm locks, some shoulder locks. Nothing standing up. No, I mean, you start standing up in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. So you do use an element of judo, but yeah. Japanese jiu-jitsu and judo are basically the same. Yeah. Right. Just different names for little things like jujigatame, you know, they're the same. Yes. You know, so, but in you know, um, what was I saying? So you start standing Brazil, up. Yes. You start standing. And then the goal is you can either pull guard, which a lot of jujitsu practitioners, judo practitioners like to go for a throw because the point of judo is to win on points by throws and either a throw or a pin. Yes. With Brazilian jujitsu, the goal is to submit the person or win on positioning, like getting on top passing guard you yeah. get what's point passing guard so passing guard so like let's say you and i are doing jujitsu right yeah and you pull guard so you have your legs wrapped around me uh, sorry i don't know what that is passing guard pulling guard would mean i stand up to you yeah. i grab you and i fall to my back okay so i'm on we the don't bottom. have that move in judo it's very rarely used in judo because yeah. i think if you pull guard in judo it's actually you pull and it's over because it would be considered a throw for the other person right but <laughs> yes, jujitsu you or like really any submission grappling tournament yeah. you st start standing up a lot of people will pull guard because they feel more in control when they're in the guard they can get a triangle they yeah. can get a kimura they can get you know they can um sweep you and get on top like yeah they have a game plan right yeah so pulling guard would mean i pull you down yeah you know there's like d different types of guard but your job 
or my job, you pull me down. I'm in your guard, right? Yes. So what I need to do is break your guard. So yeah. get your legs unwrapped from behind me. Yeah. That's the start, right? Yeah. So once you get the legs unwrapped, you can kind of, you can posture, posture up. And then if you can throw their legs, if you can get your leg over one of their legs, yeah. that's called half guard. Okay. If you can get both legs over, that's called side control. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you can get your knee on their belly, that's a point. That's called knee on belly. Yeah. Pretty, pretty self-explanatory. And then if you can get your whole leg over, that's mount. And that's like a lot of points. Yeah. You know, it depends on the different, different um, tournaments have different point systems. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's how one way to win. Whereas judo, it's pin or throw. Yeah. Right. The, or, or submit. But yeah. submissions are kind of an afterthought, I believe, it, in judo. Don't you agree? Uh, throws, I think the chokes, throw, are, th chokes are pretty common. Common, yes. But yes. throws, your goal in judo is to get that winning throw. Yes, I agree. That's and the even goal. the nevaza, the ground is yes. uh, secondary. Nevaza, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then so you can get your arm locks, you can get your collar chokes, yeah. you can get all those, you know, all the good stuff. But like the real point is get that throw, end it quick. Yes. One hip toss, it's over. Yeah. You know? And so... um Whereas Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, like, you know, you want to only go for the throws don't matter. So that's the biggest difference, yeah. I would say, if to, to make it to make it easy. And do you do that? Not anymore. I haven't since I hurt my knee. I've maybe rolled uh, rolled three times. Yeah. You know, I went to 12th Planet or 10th Planet. Sorry, 12th Planet, 10th Planet a couple times. And, you know, I'm a little scared to get back into it because I think, you know, I don't want to go back to that place of being in constant knee joint pain oh yeah that doesn't sound good you get one kimura that the guy goes a little too hard now you get shoulder issues for two years you know it's a yeah. whole fucking thing sorry what's a kimura kimura is a shoulder lock where it's like um yeah boom over the and then pull up okay so you're like that oh yeah i got it you know and that's a shoulder lock and and that'll get you but in any case i've had really fun going back to judo i had a break for 25 years 25 Yeah, because I did it sort of seriously as a teenager, as a kid. And then I end, stopped when I was 13. So then we moved close to the dojo and I went back last fall. That's kind of what yeah. I did. So yeah. I was real into judo from about, I'd say, nine or 10 years old till I was like 15. Well, me too. Very close yeah. to those. But then I moved to New Hampshire And I kind of just like rebelled. I stopped playing football. I didn't want to play football anymore. And I didn't want to do judo anymore. And so I kind of like, you know, just stopped doing it. And then in my early 20s, 19, I would say 1920, I started up with judo again and jujitsu and trying really hard and yeah, trying to do Naga tournaments and, um, you know, What's Naga? North American Grappling Association. Okay. So that's like, you know, but I'm out of shape now. I will puke. If I do jujitsu, because I remember the first time you do jujitsu, yeah. you puke. That's what people don't tell you because you're not used to using that kind of aerobic with anaerobic and people are squeezing your torso. like And all muscles. All, all the muscles, muscles. Yeah. And people are squeezing, you know, like if you're in someone's guard, they're like squeezing your torso, right? So your lungs are pumping. Okay. Because in judo, you're not allowed to do that. Yes. You're not allowed to squeeze. Right. Only hold. Yeah. Yeah. So... With that, you're getting squeezed, oh. right? And people want to, when you start training at a new gym, people want to 
you know, show you who's boss. And that's really dangerous when you get squeezed here. It's not necessarily dangerous as much as just, it's like a Bush league uncomfortable. It's kind of like doing a can opener, which is like when you pull someone's head up like really hard. Do you know what that is? When the the other person- So you're laying on the ground. Face down? Face, no, face up. So you're laying on the ground face up and I put my hands behind your head and pull up really hard so your legs open up. It's not okay. necessarily illegal as much as it's just Bush League. <laughs> yeah, you know? we, we don't get taught that kind of stuff yeah. in hotel. So, um, well, that's more like MMA yeah. is what it is. Yeah. You know, you'd go to like a, a legitimate traditional judo school. Yeah. Like a dojo. Yeah. Yeah. They are, yeah. Traditionally, it's a good way. Yeah. And I knew I should do judo when my first instructor had the same last name as me. No relation. Same last name. And that's how you started. Bob Whalen. Bob Whalen. Bob Whalen. Shout out Shotokan Dojo in fucking Danvers or Peabody. Salem. It was Salem, Mass. Oh, wow. I doubt they're still around, but, you know, it was great. They had these, like, um, powder mats. Okay. They were, like, canvas mats with powder under them, like talcum powder. That seems pretty tough. Hard. But we learned. Yeah. You know, like, you learn you don't want to get thrown on. Oh, sorry. I just spit. No worries. It's great, you know, it's gross when you spit. But anyways, look at that. Look at that nice little wipe down. Yes. You've been a server before, have you? Yes, in a fabulous cafe on Sunset and Vine. If you haven't been a server in LA, you haven't lived in LA. Yes. But nowadays, no, I would say if you haven't delivered food, you have lived, lived in LA. Have I ever? Or I've done, done Uber. I've done Uber. Okay, that's the same thing. Yeah. Because when the pandemic started, I... I delivered food for like half a year. Yeah. I think it's a good way to make quick cash. Like the great thing about doing Lyft or Uber is that you can cash out same night. Yep. You know Same thing with food. I feel like we haven't been very funny, but this has been a great conversation. Yes. Like if people are looking for a comedy, I'm talking about how much I hate Joe Biden off the top. There's no expectations what this is. I'm just happy that you're here. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. I think I met you like six years ago. I met you at poker night. Yes. Yeah, it was about six years ago. Yes, I remember. And then uh, I've run into you every once in a while in open mics. There's just so many people in LA. Yeah, and I haven't been going that much to open mics. I haven't done that much stand-up. I haven't been doing many open mics myself because I think it's draining. So here's a hot take and and a a little soapbox I'm going to stand on. Yes. I think open mics are negative for comedians. I think you need to do them to get to a certain level where you can get booked, right? But there's a point of diminishing returns. So there's every three months, a group of like a hundred new people that enter LA, maybe more, maybe 200, you know, just estimating that want to try doing standup. Yes. Now in people's minds, there's competition, right? Like if this person does well, then I won't look as good. And that's a negative, gross mindset, but a lot of people have that. Yes. So you go to an open mic, you try out some new jokes. Maybe some of them are bad, but maybe you had one or two that are in your new five. Yeah. But you don't get, sorry. You no don't, problem. You don't get, um, you, what was I saying? I'm sorry. Uh, that you have a couple of jokes that might be okay. So, oh, okay. You so you get to, negative yeah. feedback for something that deserved positive feedback. Yes. But because there's a, you know, there's not a lot of people in the room and maybe someone doesn't like you for some reason, you know, I'm a pretty de- de- divisive guy. And everyone's waiting for their own turn anyway. 
Because yes. in open mics here, there's no audience really. Or there's what do you think? Barely. I mean, it's all comics. So, yes. so this is the only art form where we are forced to <laughs> yeah. present our work to peers that can criticize it. Isn't that weird? It's odd. And actually in Finland, that's not even the case. Because the open mics there, you get audience. I, I don't know why. There's just so many, so much entertainment here in yeah. LA. It's too much. It's oversaturated. And, you know, um, it's just the problem is these new comics, and I was one of them. Yes. They come in, they're like, I'm going to take over Hollywood. Well, little do you know that there are 15, even if you are great, even yeah. if you have greatness inside of you and the most potential on earth, there's 10 to 15 other people that have the same amount of potential that have been here for three or four years longer. Yeah. And they do the same stuff that you do. So you have to pay your dues and you have to work through. And, and I think a lot of people come in and they, they burn bright and then they flicker away. I know. I think you need to enter LA twice. Mm. You come here, or like I'm really talking about myself. You come here, okay, it's going to happen. I'm going to become the next Bond villain in like two months. Yes. And it looks cool. And then I, I, when six months have passed, it's not happening and you get really depressed. Yes. And then you need to sort of recoup and then enter again that, okay, I'm here for long haul. Yes. So let's start submitting, going to open mics and let's see what happens. And great things might happen or they might never happen. You just need to find some kind of happy way to live. Yeah. In the and midst. that's not to say don't do open mics. I mean, you got to yeah. try stuff, but find your right open mics. Like find people that are supportive, but not overly supportive. The other thing is people band together in groups or cliques. Yes. And they will show only praise for their group and anybody outside of their group is the enemy. Yes. Right? Toxic mindset. And this is a mindset that's been kind of instilled in us our whole lives. Yeah. Of like, you have to have an enemy. No, you don't. The enemy is yourself at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you're not going to stop anyone from being great. And, and no one great is going to try to stop you. And they're not going to take your place. We all have our own path. Yes. I tried to remember that. You're going to get like the gods of creativity are going to shine down upon you. If you allow others to create successfully. That's beautiful. And so if you're able to like, you, you don't want to tell people everything's great, but you also don't want to, you know, like not give props to people that deserve it. Yeah. So open mics are a very toxic place unless you find the ones that you love. Do you want to say a couple of good ones? Oh, so I go to this invite only open mic on Wednesdays, which yes. I think you've been to. Have you been to end of the road? No, you got to come. Okay. You're invited. Thank you. Thank you. I yeah, got invited. You're invited. Okay. But it's really great. All, all top shelf, high level working comics yeah. all get together. And we sit out on a bike path with a, a mic and a speaker and we do comedy for anybody passing by. But what we're really trying to do yeah. is just, just perform for people that aren't going to be like overly critical or overly supportive. Yes. So you find out which jokes. So I always find out which jokes work there. Okay. Um, I like third wheel, although third wheel sometimes the problem is there's a, like a group of open micers that are more concerned with partying and the other parts of comedy than actually being successful. Yes. And once they 
take over an area, I don't trust those places anymore. There's like, I loved going. It just be, right here. In, right? Yes, but it just started yeah. becoming like a Coke fucking den. Okay, I haven't been there for a year. And I'm two like, years. I'm sober from alcohol and hard drugs. So I don't want to be there. Yeah. You know, and Third Wheel is amazing. I love the people that run it, but sometimes I go there and I'm like, ugh, I hate this group. I hate being around losers. And I'm not saying I'm not a loser, but I don't, if I am currently a loser, I don't want to be here for long. Yes. So I don't want to surround myself. Let's just say I am a loser. I don't want to surround myself with more losers. Yes. I, I want to surround myself with winners and people that are excelling. Yeah. And so third wheel sometimes has that crowd come in and that can be, but I like third wheel a lot. And then the improv open mic, I recommend the improv open mic doing comedy for Rita. Yeah. She, you get seen by a booker. Or yeah. She's a book, booker, she, right? Uh, I think Rita does a lot. I you don't see think some, she just You books, get seen yeah. by someone who works there. Yes. Yes. And and you get seen, I mean, the bartenders, you know, like you want to do good so the bartenders think you're good. You want to do yes. good so the servers think you're good. The door yeah. guys. You're always being watched. That's the other thing. Anybody listening to this, do your best all the time and shine your brightest every time you get a chance. Yeah. Because you never really know who's scrutinizing you or looking at you. Yes. And Laugh Factory. Um, I stay away. Okay. I've been there on Tuesdays. The only time I've ever done the Laugh Factory, Mike, I went up, 30 seconds in, I said shit, they gave me the light, and I okay. never went back. Because you weren't allowed to swear at that point. Yeah, it, it might be the same thing. And so, Yeah, so, um, so yeah, but I, I, uh, I don't really... Um, How about Comedy Store? So the Comedy Store doesn't really have an open mic anymore. They have potluck, which you have to submit for on Fridays. Yes. And I just never submit for it anymore. I just... No. I've done potluck four times. Me, maybe three times when it was open. They would have already passed me. You know what I mean? I feel like I don't even want to try anymore. I want to just do such great things that that they, they then are like, fuck, we should have. You know what I mean? I, I think you need to go there for like constantly. I am at the comedy store. I'm not at the comedy store too much. Okay. But that's the thing. I so love the only the, thing I is the love, potluck. I love the comedy store. Yeah. My heart is so connected to the comedy store. My soul is drawn to the comedy store, right? Yeah. It's just not time. They're trying out other people. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I'm not going to try. Like if, if down the line they're like, you know, we want Tom to get more spots, they'll come up to me. But I get up at the comedy store enough to be happy. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a door guy there. I don't want to be a door guy there. What kind of shows do you do? Are you able to, are people able to get up if you're in the door guy? If you're a door guy? If you're not a door guy. Pollock. Um, I mean, there have been times like my friend Omid put me up on his show. Yes. Um, so like some indie shows that are held in. Yes. Door. Independent yes. shows. Like you can get up on those. A lot of people get up on like Tammy joe's show and like there was like the crazy cindy shows back in the day yeah. and they used to have the michael q shows like yes you used to be able to do bringer shows don't do bringer shows folks if you're listening to this you're a new comic coming from finland coming from wherever what's a bringer show a bringer show is when you have to bring five people to do stand up yeah and okay? why should you not do it because you're gonna alienate your friends okay 
you're going to make them pay because you don't understand. Yeah. Like the ticket's only 10, 20 bucks. Right. But the drink, you two drink minimum and parking and everything. Parking. Yeah. And then you get to see your friend do five minutes of stand up. No one's there. I mean, you know, like everybody's there to see one person. It's yeah. not a real audience. You know, you got little pockets. It, so- it doesn't sound good. And it just makes you look bad. And you know what looks really bad? No. To the comedy store? When people do a bringer show and then they say like they they use the comedy store as a credit. Okay. Do you know what the comedy store does? They write their name down <laughs> and they go, never, ever again. Oh. And because there's a sanctity to this all. Yeah. And, and man, the comedy store is really, really strict. Security wise, Getting people, you know, getting stage time, it's very strict. Yeah. Yeah. So how long have you been in LA? It's a little over six years. Yeah, I think I've been here just one year. More? M- longer than okay. you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what? I haven't seen you for a few years live. So what's going on? How are you making it happen? What's the dream? So now? I have been getting a lot of acting work. And now... I come from, I did, I went to college for theater. I've seen the pictures. I love them. I lo- I've always loved being a ham. Yes. What's a ham? Just someone who makes people laugh. Yeah. You know, and, and loud and boisterous, you know, a ham is like, you know, I am. I yeah. am a ham, right? You have posted so many pictures of your theater days as a kid. Yes. I, I love them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I love them too. Yeah. And that's why I've always had this, 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 these two lions inside of me. Yeah. Okay. These two wolves. I mean, I think there's already like a two wolves thing. So let's say lions. Yes. Right. I've had the creative lion inside of me that needed to make people laugh and needed to perform. Yeah. Right. And then I've always had the the lion inside of me that needed respect and, and, um, security. Yes. So like, I've always been a theater kid that will also say, fuck you and fight you. If, if you know what I mean? It's yes. a weird, I think I'm the only one of my type, you know? Yes, like, I think so too. Although Paul Felder, who is a UFC fighter, champion kickboxer, like um, just a great UFC fighter. One of the best strikers in the entire UFC. Yeah. Paul Felder went to school for theater. Oh, I didn't know that. Went to school for yeah. musical theater. So musical theater, musical even. theater, yeah. you know, and you think like, oh, musical theater, but no, like there are people out there that just love to perform, right? Like yeah. they're good, but they also like, kind of like to fight. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, I've always had that, but I went to school for theater and became a very good actor. I've performed for 1200 people like at a time and you sing well i'm a pretty good singer yeah i wouldn't consider myself like a singer yeah but i can hold a tune and and sing a little bit but um you know i got really good and then but i realized it's always just been a a need to perform yes it's always just been a need to to be on stage and perform and so stand up enabled me to go and make people laugh without having to read a script or whatever but i still had all those skills that i had accrued yeah so recently i started submitting and acting and casting networks yes casting networks yep la casting um and i also use actors access actors access i don't use but yeah. i'm sure it's great and you know i've just been submitting 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 and every day i, I got to do you that know too. i shot a pilot recently i was in a whiskey myers music video which is set to come out i was in a music video with freddie dread that was that is set to come out i've weirdly aligned yeah. myself with the music industry That's Isn't great. that weird? I've never asked for this yet. I'm, you know, surrounding myself. I'm working on a Capitol Records project. I'm working on an RCA Records project. These are big, 
you know, yeah. record labels. And you did, you sang Prince. That was something. not for any of those record labels, but I sang yeah. Prince. Did you watch that video? Uh, a, a part of it. Okay. It was probably bad. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't remember. You, you were yeah. looking for something at improv, right? Yes. It was at the improv. Yes. Yeah. Because, and then you sang on your social media and you're a, you're a better singer than many people. Like you're a good Thank singer. You. I would like you to sing more in public. I think I should, but you know, the you thing- sang Eagles. Oh, uh, Desperado. Home. Yes. One of my favorite songs. I listened to the whole thing. Yeah. I thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Cause I do believe that singing is, uh, you know, where, why do birds sing? Right. Like why do we are, we have this ability to do it Yeah, and it, it releases like uh serotonin for me. It yeah. releases dopamine when I sing, you know, and I, I like to sing. Yeah. Yeah. Could, could you see future in music? You know, I just Being don't. Know, a I just don't. I don't think so. But I think I have a good ear for music. Well, you have better than my ear because I play quite a lot. Yes, but I cannot sing and as we well should, as you. We should collaborate. Yes, and we, we should will. play Desperado together. I love I think it. That would be great. Uh, I would love it. to do that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I could see myself working in the music industry, but not necessarily being a singer. Yes. You know, I don't think I'm marketable as a singer. I don't think I'm like you know what I mean. But I love to sing. Why, why not? It's like if you love why gardening. Why not marketable? My, my mother loves gardening. Yes. Okay. She loves plants and making tomatoes yeah. and cucumbers and everything. She doesn't own a farmer's market. Yeah. You know, she doesn't She doesn't uh, sell her stuff. She well, just I would love to her. be as good singer as you. That's when so I, sweet when of I you to what, say. saw the Desperado. Am I not the most chaotic person of all time? We went from talking about my, me fighting people to singing musical theater, how I hate Joe Biden, but I also hate Donald Trump. Who am I, Miska? I don't know. You, the, your the future to stars is somewhere there. Yes. There's gonna be a slot in LA for you. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Uh without a doubt. So you're booking a lot more now. I'm booking a lot. Yep. And yeah. I, and I get a lot of stage time as stand up. But if I'm yeah. being honest, I've kind of lost a little bit of the passion for stand up because I do believe that through acting and stuff, I'll get to my path. Yes. I'm a better actor naturally without trying yeah you know like let's put it this way most i've gotten paid to do stand up in the last like four years hundred bucks right yes hundred bucks great for like 20 minutes of stand-up. which is good if it happens often right but it doesn't it? Yeah. It doesn't happen yeah. often now my day rate as an actor 750 bucks a day what sounds that, more appealing? High. It's a high day rate. Yeah. And I've gotten that three times and that's what I request when oh, someone wants to book me. So you don't work for less? No, I do. Yeah. Um, but it because would have I to do. be an incredible opportunity. Yes. Um, if someone said 350 a day, but you're working 10 days, sure, yeah. I'll do that. But if it's like two days of work, one to two days of work, like I don't really want to get out of bed for less than a thousand bucks. I will, but I, <laughs> yeah. I will if it's an incredible opportunity. Yeah. There's always exceptions yeah. to everything. I mean, I'm sure like, you know, if fucking Francis Ford Coppola, I don't think he's alive. Who's alive? That's he's I mean, still Martin alive. Scors- okay. Is he? Yes. Okay. So let's say he comes out of retirement and directs something and he goes, Tom, will you do it for 50 bucks a day? You think I'm saying no? I No, you're going to say, say yes. Martin Scorsese says, Hey, we need you for something, but we can't pay you. Yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah. But you know, um, just like, I want to do this as a job. Yeah. And if you undervalue yourself, you're never going to get 
what you want because you're always going to take a little less than what you deserve. Well, how, because I submit myself to all the indie projects. You see the same stuff on Actors Access, uh, yeah. pro, uh, Casting Networks. And so my agent also sometimes gives me network auditions. But I really submit myself to everything that pays something. Okay. Like 150 bucks for eight hours of work. Well, if it's a speaking part, I, I don't do background unless, unless if it pays fine. I do background, but only if it pays okay. Yeah. But for speaking parts, I can do them pretty cheap. Sure, yeah. Um, like I said. I'm not saying I'm right, but what do you think about it? Because you value... Well, okay. Yeah. So, for instance, my friend Tabitha hit me up. Yes. She's a good friend of mine. She said, "Will you? Do, we're making a, a, a film. Yeah. For, for festivals, I'm starring in it, and we need someone to play a comedy club worker. Yes. I said yes, because she's my friend. Yeah. It's going to be distributed. You yeah. know, it's going to be put out there. Yeah. And I know it's going to be good because I trust her. Right. So I said yes. They only gave me, I think, 150 bucks. But guess what? They probably didn't have a budget for that. But I love my friend Tabitha. So I'm going to do the project. Yeah. You know, that so sounds great. But if it's someone I don't know and they come to me and they say, hey, we need you, we, we really want you for this, it's 750, you know? That's bold, and I, I support that. Well, Good. like I said, you yeah. have to value yourself. Dude, yeah. it's like sales. Everybody should do sales, okay? Sales, learning how to sell, because then you learn how to sell yourself. And you realize that no one wants to buy anything with no value, okay? You are a product as an actor, as a comic, whatever you do, artist, you're, you're a product, and you need to sell yourself, right? Yeah. So like... People are going to want to pay more money if they think something's good. Yeah. So if you know you're good, you should value yourself highly. I'm, I'm happy to hear this. You know, and you'll attract it and it might take time to attract it. But if you put it out there, you'll attract yeah. it. You know? And that's the way you approach it. That's the way I approach it. It doesn't always work, but it's a, it's a philosophy that I follow. Bob Proctor. Do you know who Bob Proctor no. is? Okay. But that's great what yeah. you said. I love it. Yeah, so we we have a problem as artists of undervaluing ourselves. I yes. will never pay for an open mic ever again. I'll never pay for an open mic again. Okay. I'll never pay to do stand up again because you're devaluing yourself. You're devaluing your art, your creativity, everything. And you're telling people I'll do anything yeah. for stage time, right? Where you want I'll people, pay you. Yes, where yeah. you're like it should be I'll do it, you know, if you pay me. You, you should just value yourself. That's yeah. all it comes down to. And no, does anybody really want anything that's free? Not, not really, no. You know, like a free no. sample, fine. Yeah. But like if someone comes up to you and they're like, you want this like free whatever, people are like, what's wrong with it? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then when hey, you ask for money. If I come up yeah. to you with a laptop, it could be the most brand new MacBook Pro of all. Like, you know, yes. that's out there, right? Yeah. I bring it up to you. I say, do you want this for free? You're automatically yeah. going to go, what's wrong with it? You're right. So, but if you're like, hey, do you want this? It's $5,000. The person's going to go, I don't have $5,000. And you but, go, how much do you have? They go, a thousand. All right. And, they, and then they won, yeah, right? They're like, makes, holy shit. That I makes got, sense. I got a $5,000 computer for a thousand bucks. I won, you know? That's good. So, so you're moving to the act, acting more? And yeah. you've been booking. Yeah, That's I've been great. booking. I went less stand-up. Less stand-up, but that doesn't mean I'm not doing stand-up. Yeah. I don't think stand-up's going anywhere. Yeah. I think, you know, um, my How, yeah my talents just lie more in um, as an actor. Yeah. 
how are you making all this happen? When the pandemic started, I delivered food for six months. But now what, the way I've been making it happen, I've gotten some quite a lot of voice work in Finnish. Yes. So I've been doing that from my home. So that has been good, like some kind of day job yeah. that gives me some money. So what I do more recently, I mean, I collected unemployment over pandemic. Oh yeah, you, but, but, that's, but no, no, that's cool. But I yeah. wasn't eligible for that. And I'm sorry to hear that. You know, it sucks because I was kind of living off a of gravy train. No, I that's was like great. Fucking, it was great. But yeah. in any case, I, after that, cause that ended, you know, a couple of years, like a year. By the way, I'm an American now. I became a citizen one year ago. Congratulations. That's actually amazing, dude. Thank You're you. You're the American dream. You are the American dream. Yeah. You move from somewhere else. You set up, you become an American, you know, it's like beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And then your kids are going to be like, you know, your grandkids, great grandkids are going to be like me. They're going to be like, Finland is amazing. <laughs> They've never seen the place. You know? I love it. Yeah. But, um, in any case, what were you saying? Oh, so I how do, are you making it happen? I do Everything. dog sitting jobs. That's good. I love dogs. Yes. Okay. I've never met a dog I don't love. And you know, like that's just how it is. Yeah. So I do dog sitting. I do moving jobs because I'm like a big bulky, you know, guy. So I can pick heavy things up. And that's good exercise. Pretty good exercise. Yeah. yeah. And you make pretty good money doing yeah. that. Um, and then all of my acting work, um, Besides that, I mean, that's just how I've been making it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Dog sitting pays very well. That's if you really if you're good. out there watching this and you love dogs, get on Rover. Could you be a dog sitter in Finland? I could. I could be a dog sitter anywhere. That's yeah. what's beautiful about it. Dogs really don't understand language. They understand like um tone. Yeah. Right? Like you can go to a dog and be like, I hate your fucking guts. Are you a stupid little dog? You're a piece of shit. That dog's gonna be like, oh, this guy loves me. <laughs> yeah. You know, they don't understand words. Yeah. They understand feeling. You know, dogs are yeah. weirdly intuitive, you know. How, how's the romantic life or dating in LA? I've just dated one too many terrible women and I've been focusing on myself. Yeah. I've got a couple girls that I hook up with here and there, but they're mostly just friends that, you know, we, we hook up occasionally, but romantically it's very difficult to put your trust in, especially comic girls. Yes. They're very, I mean, you know, it's just how it is. And then you break up and you know, you got to worry about which friends are going to take her side and your side. So I've really just been like pushing that away and trying to really just like have romance for myself. Yes. In my future life. Okay. So I gain success. I get what I want in life. I attract a woman. So, yes. so, so here's the thing. When you're fishing, you don't jump in the water. Yeah. Yes, you don't. Okay. Cause you're going to scare the fish <laughs> Yeah. and you might grab one, but it's probably a slow, sick fucking fish, you know, <laughs> yes. that you don't even want to eat that fish. Yes. Right. But what a great fisherman does is he puts out a lure he knows what that fish is going to want and he puts out the lure and he, and he waits for the bite. Yes. And if he pulls it up and it's not big enough, he throws it back. Yes. Right. So that's how everybody should be. You know, like you're not, you, you're never going to get respect if you're like pushing, if you're accepting yeah. gifts given to you, whether it's romantically career wise, growing as a person, just accepting is so yeah. much better than get, than grabbing. Yeah. You know, 
if that makes sense. Yes, it does. But you're not making, you're not waiting for some future moment. Are you open to romantic stuff now? Absolutely. I'm open to it, yeah. but I'm very, I, I have a lot of um, walls up and I definitely like, you know, am easy to, to block it off. Okay. I hang out with a lot of beautiful women um, that I have beautiful, intimate friendships with. Yeah. Um, I've been sexual with a couple of them, but you know, like. What I've learned is that I just need feminine energy in my life and it doesn't always have to be sexual. Yeah. And that I want to find a girl who I love that I can build with and that just haven't found it. And I thought I did. We've all thought we did. But the problem is when you grow, the other person's going to grow and maybe you guys grow apart. Yeah. And so I'm trying to like get to my full ascended self, like my highest self, right? Yeah then attract. That's the plan. Sounds great. Yeah. The last thing. So if someone is not in LA yet, he might be, she or he might be in Finland or Boston or wherever. Yeah, wherever. Do you have any advice? Oh, yes. Wanting to come here to make it. Too much. Too much advice. You can buy my seminar. <laughs> I would say the, the greatest advice is, um, you know, be true to yourself and accept gifts, accept gifts from the universe, um, jet, you know, generosities, accept them. Um, but you know, like, uh, just listen to your inner self. That's really, I think all, it, all I can say is like, listen to your inner self and trust yourself and put yourself out there and, um, accept willingly and give generously and, and, you know, always pull the trigger. And if you're at home and you're like, I sh should I go out? Go out. Yeah. You're really sweet. Am I? Let's watch the fight video. All right. Yeah. I have my sweet side and I have my, uh, you know, my fighter side. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any websites that people should check you on or oh, I mean, social media? Just follow me on Instagram, fig Tom Whalen. Um, yeah, just follow me on Instagram. There's, bunch of stuff that's going to be coming out and it's going to be a little different in the future but right now just find me on instagram you know thank you for being here thank you me this is great this Good was to see an you amazing again. i love it such a great conversation we had thank you tom you're sweet too by the way i'm Hi. not just the sweet <laughs>